Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, everybody. It is the Biscuits Podcast, or it's Biscuits, colon, a hockey podcast. I am Dave Lozo of many, many publications that do not employ me full-time, but employ me enough that allow me to do podcasts like this, and I'm not alone, just like you're not alone. Everyone, it's Sean up in Ottawa. I am uh, also employed by many places, and let's talk some hockey. So, Pecorine is good again, I guess. Yeah, this is is good, because this is like a special midweek edition of the podcast because we didn't want to record on Thursday when there was a game Thursday night. So it's been like five days since the last time we talked. And the last time we talked, the series was 2 nothing. Pecorine was terrible. And we were wondering whether this episode was going to be the season wrap-up episode because we were going to be done. And instead, it's 2-2 and we've got ourselves a series. It's amazing how through two games... The issue was, is Pekka going to be terrible again? Or is he just going to be just good enough to win? And in Game 3, he was just good enough to win. He was fine. I don't think he did too much. Game 4, it really wasn't about shot quantity. It was about shot quality. There was the Crosby breakaway that, that got past him. The Crosby breakaway stopped. The Kunitz breakaway. And somehow, some way, and Sean, this is the part that really baffled me about Games 3 and 4, is Jake Gensel, the, the greatest hockey player in playoff hockey history... The, the front runner for the Conn Smythe in Game 4, I will say he got teed up for at least three empty net tap-ins that he failed to convert. And then there was the fourth one on the second Crosby breakaway that Rene stopped where the puck sat in the crease with Rene basically covering 4% of the net. And Jake Gensel could not figure out a way to navigate that for, for another one of his goals. And I, I got to tell you, as somebody that has grown up idolizing Jake Gensel as an American-born player... That was heartbreaking yeah. to watch. I wonder if he's still the Consmite favorite. He's going to have to answer for know. that at his Consmite press conference because <laughs> that was it. That was the Dino Cicerelli record right there. The that record for yep. rookie goals that we all totally knew belonged to Dino Cicerelli before like a week ago. When oh yeah, always yeah, talked about I mean, that. We always we grew up. You know who's going to break Dino's record someday? <laughs> and uh, that is, I got to say, it is. You know, I'm, I'm not on the. The, the Jake Gunsel uh, Consmythe bandwagon, but it is pretty. Anytime you can be approaching a goals record from like 1982, that's pretty impressive because that's yeah. It's impressive that he plays with Sidney Crosby. Yeah, it's really that impressive that he's maybe has a little bit to do with it. <laughs> oh, speaking of the Consmythe, should we, should we tell tell the people what the PHWA uh, tried yes. to do? Yeah, with let's, the let's... So, so um. Uh, you're you're part of the PHWA too, right? You're in that you're in that group. You had the email. votes. So so he got the email. So w- w- there, so Mark Spector is the I don't know president of email. I have no idea what it is. But whenever you get an email from the PHWA, it comes right from Spec, and it's like a BCC. It goes to the whole the whole entire PHWA, and in the email, it basically stated that there were enough people in the PHWA who wanted the PHWA to go to the National Hockey League and ask them. If we were allowed to, the 15 people who vote on it, if they were allowed to, on their three-spot ballot, use one of the spots for two guys, i.e. Matt Murray and Marc-Andre Fleury. So, in theory, a lot of people wanted to basically vote one, Fleury slash Murray, two, Gensel, three, whoever. And the NHL was like, 
no, you, you <laughs> idiots, you can't do that. It, it, you can't just decide to do this just because you, there's no good Canadians to vote for. You can't just like chop it. It's not. It's not that. It's not the bicycle on Seinfeld where you're going to chop it in half and give half to Newman and give half to or give half to Kramer and give half to Elaine. You have yeah. to actually vote for somebody. And then Dave Molinari tweeted out incorrectly, of course, just to make us look even worse, that the NHL said that we can't vote for the same people at the same position, i.e. like we can't vote two centers on the same. No, it's not that. The, the, the rule is, is that you cannot take first place, vote, you know, Evgeny Malkin first, and then in the second spot, vote Murray Flurry. But the point is, is that there is enough support for that idea that somebody actually went to the NHL to try right. to get it done. In other words, Anyone but Malkin has been taken to the 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 most utmost insanely weird bad places, and, and so here we are. And we've been been rejected. Yeah, that the, the whole like I mean, we talked about this yeah. a little last week because it was Elliot Friedman was the first one I heard suggested, and basically, I, I guess they they ran it up the flagpole, and and the league said no, you you can have a tie for the con Smythe, but it has to Absolutely. be a tie. You can't vote for a tie you you have to have <laughs> so basically like if they want to do this now it's like survivor they have to get like they have to arrange the vote for the tie vote and then somebody will screw it up and vote for the wrong guy and and like mark andre fleury will win the con Smythe without playing a minute of the final or or something like that i don't know but yeah it was that yeah i that we we all got like ripped because this one guy tweets uh. out that like misunderstood because what the league said was you can't have two guys at the same position, meaning two guys the same position on, on ballot. your ballot. You you get one one guy first, one guy second, one guy third, and somehow that led to you can't have two players at the same position. And and you know, nobody made any jokes about the PHWA <laughs> knowing what position guys no. play. We're that that never happened. We, we certainly aren't wide open to uh to, to those punchlines. Yeah, that that that, e- that email did not help us at all. I, also, too, that when I saw the email from Spec, I, I kind of felt like that was just for us. Like I never I never thought to tweet that out because a I kind of thought it was embarrassing that people really wanted to do that with Flurry and Murray. I didn't want anybody to kind of know. And then, you know, it, it just felt like, it felt like a private email that I, I'm not necessarily sure I I, I would have tweeted out anyway. But uh, that's uh that's that's our. That's our organization, Sean. That's that's what it's like inside the, uh, I mean, inside I, the walls. I, I didn't like the idea of voting that way. I guess it doesn't hurt to just kind of go like, "Hey, is this is this something we can do?" But we got our answer, and and there will be no intentionally yeah. split vote on the con Smythe. And and now, I mean, if Nashville wins, I like. We're back to Rennie. I'm, I'm guessing. Yeah, I guess. Like, there's no other. Somebody made a good point that, like, even though PK Subban's not going to finish with like point per game or anything, like he's been so good defensively for four rounds that maybe he should be higher up in the conversation. And yeah, sure, I get that. But I mean, uh, it's 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 so hard to give it to anybody yeah. but Rene. Like, there's. But but the, the other thing too is is that like I'm not entirely like I wrote this today. I'm not entirely sure I trust Pekka Rene to just be good enough in no. game five like he was in game three like I, I mean he's he's super streaky and you know the 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 predators held them without a shot for 37 minutes in game one and he found a way to lose it i, I don't necessarily because i i kept thinking about roberto luongo in 2011 where games one and two he was just lights out against the bruins and then he went to boston and uh, first of all he lit up eight goals in game three of that series i i totally forgot that he was in net for all eight goals and elaine vigno just left him out there to hug him out to dry I, I thought for sure they brought in Corey schneider in all three games in boston but they left they left him in there for all all eight goals game four same thing he got pulled then he came back for game six and got pulled after like nine minutes of that game so it's either pecker has figured it out the predators will be plenty good enough in front of him again where all he has to do is just stop 24 of 26 and they'll win three two or four two or He's going to be that Roberto Luongo goalie on the road to the Stanley Cup final that just completely screws his team. And you kind of feel like I don't know. I don't know what he's like going to be. The first goal, Matt. I mean, I know we always talk about how much first goal matters, but like because in in game two, right? Like he he seemed like he was fine, and then that first goal was so bad, and it was just like, all right, that's that's it. So yeah, I yeah, I'm not I'm not sold, but I I don't see a way that the Predators win the series without him being good like i feel like he, we're back to 
if the Predators win, he's the Conn Smythe. Because I, I can't, yeah. you know, I, I don't know. I mean, unless, I guess, yeah, we, every now and then, like, in a series, you get that one wacky, like, 6-5 game out of nowhere. And these two teams seem like they'd be teams that could play that kind of game. But I don't know. I, I guess I guess we'll see. And, yeah, if it's Pittsburgh, it's... So So we're we're basically down to probably Rene versus Gensel. So you're it, it's somebody who got pulled in game two and there was talk of him losing his job for game three versus a guy who was almost a healthy scratch for game one. <laughs> These are our playoff MVPs. <laughs> Those are the two guys that have been the absolute best. It's funny, too, because Freddie, Freddie Goudreau has now the same amount of goals in the cup final as, as Jake Gensel, so maybe Freddie Goudreau is the... Is the is the maybe like back up to Pekka Rene? Like if Goudreau has like two goals in game five and they win 4-3, maybe he becomes the Conn Smythe based on his cup Good final. Game. Who knows? Who knows? Fre- Freddie Goudreau, that, he's he's Canadian, right? That sounds Canadian. Frederick sounds, Goudreau. I, it I'll sounds Canadian, Canadian enough. Yeah. <laughs> you you yeah. can pass it he off. He might be one of these like, he, he uh, could be one of these like American fake fret like Gihi Bear played his entire career or as Magu- Gihi Bear and then... Pierre then we McGuire. found out Guy Hebert was actually Guy Hibbert, and he was American and like was not remotely <laughs> French. And he was just like, "Yeah, they they called me that on the first day, and I just didn't, I, I couldn't bring myself to correct them." So fans are chanting <laughs> Guy at this guy, and it's not his name. That could be it. Let's look into that. Let's stop worrying about Frederick Gauthier's lack of a locker room stall and focus on the uh, focus on the big issues. The fact that you just called him Frederick Gauthier means you think he's Canadian. <laughs> In fact, I'm gonna. I'm gonna look it up now as we, as we talk, and then pretend like I. Yeah, good. Look it up. I'll just I'll vamp for us. Uh, the other the other thing too is, it's either gonna be you know Rene was the same as he was in three and four. Preds go on to win the cup. Rene is terrible in all the games in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh wins game seven to six nothing, and we're all very sad for Nashville and Pekka Rene. Or maybe it's just the last change. Maybe Peter Laviolette getting the last change in Nashville means enough to the team where they can just prevent. Crosby Malkin from really doing the damage they can do in, in small doses when Mike Sullivan has the last change. So if the Predators win Game Five, I do kind of feel like it's over. I don't know. Pittsburgh plays Game Seven at home, but I it just it just feels like they're, they've been so overwhelmed for most of the four games. I I, yeah. I don't give them I much know, like of if, a chance. If down Nashville wins Game Five, everybody's going to be expecting such a party Sunday night for Game Six in Nashville. Like, doesn't that feel like one of those games where just when a hundred percent of everyone thinks it's going to go a certain way, that it could go the other way, and now we're back for a game seven. I don't know. Mm. I don't want to get too far ahead. Of, Maybe too far ahead of us. But the Penguins, the, the, their D looks gassed. Like they look like they can't skate by the third period. Like only by the way, only Mata, who I thought was getting better as the playoffs have gone on, has been yeah. brutal in this series. Brutal, and and he's he's playing a ton of minutes. I just. Unless the, unless the Penguins have one of those games where they score four goals on 19 shots, we I think they're like, in trouble. Th- there should be like a, a playoff pool where you get to bet on which guys are secretly hurt and how badly. Because I feel like Ole Matt would oh, be a oh, high yeah. draft pick in that. Like he he seems like one of those guys that like it's it's going to come back or you're going to find out. Like yeah, he's he's he broke both his ankles in round two and he's just been. Ron Haynes, he actually legally died in Game Three against Ottawa, and they've, they've been weakening at Bernie's him around the ice yeah. the whole time. He, you know who I think is hurt is I think I think PK Subban's hurt. Like he's he's never been like the most graceful skater. It looks like always like a challenge for him yeah. sometimes when he's going from a standstill to to skating. I don't know what it is. It, it, maybe the the shot block last night becomes the thing maybe. that hurts. Like there's times that I'm watching him skate. I feel like there's and like that, he's not 100. Like that, that shot block last night, like the reaction to that, and then the fact that he was able to come back like that to me maybe looks like a guy getting re-injured like getting hit where he's already hurt yeah Which, maybe you know is it, it you can imagine hurts a lot more uh and then but then yeah it's it's still okay so yeah i don't know by the way it just it it, and it, also, it just it just, it just oh, kind of okay, came to me uh out of out of nowhere but now that i think about it i believe frederick goudreau is actually uh from from bromont quebec and and played and played his junior with with the Drummond Drummondville and and the uh, Shunigan, uh teams in the queue. Yeah, you have that. You have that all mentally yeah, upstairs. I don't know. I don't yeah, know like why you, I you, you could probably say, you it, could... but uh, yeah. Now that I now that I think about it, I, yeah. <laughs> how many how many goals would you say he scored in his uh, second year junior? If you just had to like, copy your head, right it, off the top of my head, like his second his second full year, uh, I would say thirteen goals in sixty eight games. He was a minus thirty three. Yeah. 
I, I mean, you remember that, right? Because there was a lot of discussion over whether he had the two-way game. No, because I remember he was minus 32 going into yep. his last game, and people were like, is he going to wind up minus 33? And I was like, I don't think so. But then he did. He was on the ice for an even strength goal against, and he ended up being minus 33. And that's that was that was a big that was a big that's moment. That's when they took career. away his dressing room stall, and he hasn't he hasn't earned it back ever since. <laughs> how has that happened, by the way? Hasn't he been with yeah. the team for long enough now? Like like how does he not have at especially home, at home? How does he not have like a home you, locker on the road? Yeah. sometimes it just happens. But yeah, like you're who I want to know who has the stuff. Like like does like Ryan Johansson still have a like? Are they doing that thing where it's like he's still on the team? So we haven't like we've left all his stuff in his in his stuff. Meanwhile, like. Meanwhile, Gaudreau's like, guys, I, I need I need to put my stuff somewhere. Like, could I could I have like half of that? No, okay. Could I have like Kevin Fiala's stall? No, okay. How about how about how about one of the better like desk chairs the coaches get in their office? Nope, nope. You're gonna get one of those chairs they use at the VFW yeah, for just dances. Drop it Sorry, right there. That's... <laughs> By the way, speaking of speaking of Gaudreau, like I, I I won't ever judge a fan base based on this, but like I I thought it would have been a lot cooler if. When that horn blew 45 seconds after Goudreau scored, but they didn't see it right away, if the crowd would have just immediately erupted, yeah. it would have been great if they had just known that was a goal. Because like I, I'm, I'm just trained to do like, like I've only had that happen one time while I was in the building, and I knew right away what it was because it was a much more obvious goal than the one that Goudreau scored. But it would have been so much because like the, the Predators bench right yeah. away, they put their arms up, they knew exactly what the horn meant. But the crowd was kind of like, but I don't feel like huh? fans in general know. That, that happens i know like i when it happened last right. night i saw a lot of confusion like i feel like that could happen in montreal or chicago and you probably would get similar like i but i i yeah. love when that happens Agreed. like i love the i call it the horn of doom like when you just <laughs> you're, you're so negative it should be the horn, the horn of joy but it's like you know it, it, and the thing that kills me is they still do the review like they still let the referee look at the ipad like dude, i know we stopped <laughs> like, a buddy. stanley cup game we're pretty sure it's in <laughs> And I mean, I, I, I like when it happens, it, but it does it, it, at the same time, it like, it goes against my, one of the things I always wanted to see was like to have a, a play like that where the puck goes in and then just have play continue for like eight minutes or, or have something like really interesting, like have somebody score like a milestone goal and like, you know, they bring their family down on the ice and then they're like, Oh wait, no, that didn't happen. <laughs> Actually, you know what? That actually happened in the uh, 2000 Stanley Cup Final when uh, Brett Hall scored the game-winning goal. And it, oh no, wait! They never actually yes, waved it off. They, just, yeah. like, they let that goal but, but stand. But when Martin Jelena scored that, the yeah. Cup winner in 2000, oh right, no, that, <laughs> they just let that go. Man, have you ever gone back and watched the clip of the 2004? Jelena goal. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a believer that that wasn't a goal because of that whatever Paralax, that term is the for the angle. Angle Paral- which is right. Yeah, but but the thing is, if you yeah, ever get a chance, it. go back and watch the ABC broadcast because uh, because they had the they had the contract back then. Because like the the uh-huh. play happens and nobody thinks it's a goal at the time. Like nobody reacts. There's no you know they everyone thinks it's a great save and they go to watch the replay of the save and they see that the puck appears to be in and they're like, oh my goodness, this this might be a goal. This could be the Stanley Cup winning goal. And they start explaining that, you know, there's going to be a review and we're going to have a look at this and it's going to be close. And then, like, they just cut and they're dropping the puck. And the announcers are like, oh, no. Oh, no. They, 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 you know, we can't now it can't be reviewed. And like and then the league's like, oh, no, we totally reviewed it. We just didn't tell anyone we we're doing it. We yeah. were we we're completely on top of that. This league are such terrible liars. But here's the good thing, though, is the is the NHL's uh, competition committee got together uh, in some place, somewhere nice, probably somewhere warm like Florida. I don't know. And they said, "Hey, guys, we need some new rules. We got it. We got to we got to look at this game and figure out a way to make it better. We're the competition committee. What can we do to improve the game?" And they sat down. They talked for probably hours. Probably had some coffee brought in from the hotel staff. They probably had you know a free meal. Um, and they, they, they had maybe like a PowerPoint presentation where, uh, I don't know, Ron Hainsey got up and was just like, here's all the things that blah, blah, blah. And they came back with two changes. One of the changes makes sense to me. It's the icing rule where they, after an icing, you can't call timeout anymore. That's the rule they want to get changed. It's not necessarily changed yet. And the second rule is so freaking stupid that I can't even process that it was ever a problem. or t- I've never heard anybody talk about this ever about this rule and i can what is it again it's if you hit if, the puck with a high stick while you're on the power play 
and they are in the offensive right, power zone, play. and they hit, they mm-hmm. touch the puck with a high stick, and the play's blown dead. The faceoff will now be held in the neut- in the closest faceoff circle in the neutral zone. At which point, every single hockey fan who hears that goes, "Where was it held before? Like, are we <laughs> making it closer or further away? Nobody knows because this is." Nobody has any recollection of this ever happened. This is the classic case where, like, it happened one time and some GM got cranky about it and was like, I, that's it. I am going to get this rule changed. This will be, and then probably did a whole presentation. Everyone was like, oh, okay, sure, fine. Just stop talking about it. We'll do it. So they basically you agreed to the, the one, the timeout after icings that everyone kind of already liked and agreed on. And then this other one that yeah, I. It's good. They couldn't have talked about for more than three minutes. And then after that, roughly probably 10 minutes into the meeting, they looked around and said, is there anything else that we could even <laughs> consider changing about this game? They're just the competition committee. They can't change rules. Right. They can just recommend like, hey, everyone, maybe we should think about this going forward. Is there Can, can any anybody suggestions? come up with anything else that could use an improvement, any ideas? Let's just spitball here. Just shout them out. And... Their conclusion, and I quote, Uh, they were satisfied that no additional changes would be necessary or appropriate at this time. Now, I understand that just because the competition committee says they want to change some stuff, you know, it's got to go through the Board of Governors, it's got to go through all these channels, but I I, I just, like, again, I'm not the biggest NBA fan, but... The NBA, whatever they see, and the NFL is kind of the same way too. Whenever they have a problem, they usually get to it in a fair amount of time. Like in the NBA, there was always a problem in the last two minutes of games where balls were going out of bounds, like two guys would reach for it, and they weren't sure. They'd be just like, uh, Celtics ball, and you watch a replay, and it's like, oh my God, that's actually the Wizards ball, and they couldn't change it. Then they said, hey, last two minutes, those plays are always reviewable. And like it makes the last two minutes take an hour and a half instead of an hour and 15 minutes, but they, they, they do it. NFL. You know, like we've talked about before, you know, the Patriots won a Super Bowl by having Ty Law mug Marvin Harrison for for two hours in a game. They were like, yeah, enough of that. We're not going to do that next season. Uh, celebrations, even now in the NFL, they, they let you can dance again. You can't twerk, which I think is crap, because if you can twerk, you should be able to do it. I have no butt. I can't twerk, but I would if I could. They said, you know what? Go ahead. You can do that right away. Like, those aren't really like changes that are going to make the game better. Like, yeah, sure. I want to see Antonio Brown shake it. I'm not saying I don't. But it's still, it makes the game more fun for the fans, which is what you should be doing with your sport. And hockey is just like, eh, we got to get that face off outside outside the offensive zone I'm for not, high sticks. I'm not familiar with those like, two how, words. How? Fun and fans. <laughs> I don't. Oh, just, man. And, and just in case people are wondering, uh, because I, I'm looking at it right now, the the competition committee is uh, is made up of the following. It's it's chaired by uh, Colin Campbell, notorious, notorious old oh, school there it guy. Is. Uh, Matt, Matthew Schneider, longtime defenseman, uh, and it's represented. The players are uh, David David Backus, so you know, hard nosed forward. Mike Mike Camilleri, mm-hmm. veteran forward. Corey Schneider, goaltender. Daniel Winnick, checking forward. Ron Hainsey, defensive defenseman. <laughs> and then some GMs and some and and Barry Trotz and and Ken Hitchcock, the probably the number one defensive coach in the league. Just in case you're wondering, I know you're you're probably assuming that I skipped over like Sidney Crosby or Alexander Ovechkin or Connor McDavid or somebody like that. Eric Carlson, no, no. So just just yeah. in case you're wondering where this is coming from, uh, yeah, I, I guess if you're if you're a third line guy who likes to bang and crash or you're a goaltender it's all good it would be completely inappropriate to suggest otherwise (laughs) everything else is working perfectly and uh you know as as we heard from gary bettman last week at the state of the union it's it's all good uh and uh yeah the thumbs up to the nhl they have achieved sporting perfection is there is there any other sport that caters to the third line, fourth line, bottom pairing grinders like the, the way the NHL does? Like any other sport? Is there any other sport that would ever do anything? I like can't. This? Like I, I'm trying to no. picture like baseball tuning its rules for like grizzled left-handed relievers who 
come in, get two outs in the seventh <laughs> inning, or like utility infielders are the guys who who get to make the rules. But bunts now count the same as home yeah. runs. If you bunt and get on first base, that's a, that's an automatic home run. That's that, that's what the fans want to see is more bunting. Uh, yeah. <sighs> so maybe next oh. year, or or maybe this year, because we still have two or three games for something ridiculously embarrassing to happen, which is the only way that the NHL actually changes anything. So maybe we'll get that offside rule that wipes out a cup winning goal and then the the rule will be will be gone. You know, but the competition committee probably wouldn't be the ones that would say call more penalties. I feel like that would probably have to come like like last night or last night by the time you hear this in game four um, right off the bat, Harry Zolnerchek absolutely runs only Mata from behind out by the blue line. The Penguins, like Mata has the puck. It's in the attacking zone. It's like out near the blue line. And it, it's, it, he turns a little bit, but it's a hit from behind for sure. Just, and like they showed the replay later, like when they were going to commercial break, it's like first period in the books. And they show all that, like the big highlights and they showed the Zolnerchek hit. Like Mata's face goes right into the dasher. Like he hits him from behind so hard. And it's just like, eh, no, no call. I, I feel like if they just went to the referees and said, guys, don't worry about affecting the outcome of the game, call penalties, everything would open up, there'd be more power plays, there'd be more free skating, that would do a lot. That would do a lot for it the would, game. But, but the, the problem is, what, the problem with that is, like, you're right, I don't think that's a competition committee, I think that's a GM thing. So you got 30 GMs, Yeah. If, if as soon as you start calling it like that, on the first night, half the GMs are going to lose and blame the new rules, so now half of them hate it. The next night, half of the other half are going to lose. And like immediately, you've got three-quarters of the league that doesn't like that you change something. So, I don't know. But they like the offside rule. That can do the same exact thing. That's, a, that's pretty much a 15 and 15. I, right I will tell you right now, it, when I get my time machine working, forget going back and <laughs> killing baby Hitler. I'm going to go back and stop Matt Duchesne from being three feet offside in that one. I'm just going to show up at the game. I'm going to be like, Matt, you can't play tonight. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. And if you do play, can you please just be very careful around it? And he'll be like, why? I'll be like, the future depends on it. <laughs> and if you do go offside nah, and they it, don't call it, just stop. Play. Can, you, can yeah. you miss the net? Just shoot it wide, please. And that was against Pecorene, too, wasn't it? I didn't know that, but uh, all right. Yeah. So. I think, yeah, I remember Barry Trotz being super pissed off on the— I think Rene was in that tent. Maybe it was somebody else, but it was the Predators for sure. So Pecorene ruins everything. Is what we're saying, Matt. I'm here, I'm here from the future. Oh, what's it like in the yeah. future? Uh, <laughs> you don't want to know. Uh, just, 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 just dump the puck in the corner when you know you're offside. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't go top shelf. Just, just trust me. And I, I, everything's good though. Yeah, the, the, the world's not run by a lunatic other, through Twitter. We're, we're all good. Fun. Oh, man. Other than that, yeah, we, we have Snapchat. People like the Snapchat. You'll love the Snapchat when you see it. Uh, boy. Oh man. Speaking of annoying things that have have irked me. I'm, actually, I'll be honest. I don't really know if this irked me because I don't know if I really paid too much attention to it. But the NHL tried to tried to keep up the whole you know hundred years thing and revealed their their top ten teams of all time as voted on by the fans, which is it's amazing how the NHL will not let the they won't let fans pick the All Star team, but they will let fans decide who the greatest teams are in the history of hockey and put it on an official list somewhere. And number one was of course uh, some Oilers team from the eighties. It was awesome and had Gretzky and all those guys. But number two. And this this is what bugs me about this list is number two was the nineteen ninety one ninety two Penguins right it was or was the it the other team ninety one ninety two that finished the year with eighty seven yeah. points like I mean I understand Paul Coffey Mario Lemieux blah 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 you cannot be the best team of all time if you had eighty seven points in the regular season you can't I'm sorry I don't care who was on your team that year that that's not the second best team in the yeah. history of hockey I'm I, I'm with you that that's Congratulations to the oh. 21 teams in the NHL this year who had at least as many points as the second greatest team of all time. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, you're, you're right. That was, but you know what? I, I didn't mind the list. I thought the list, I, considering it was a fan vote, so you know, like 
I think you and I were both expecting it to be all Blackhawks and last year's Penguins and stuff like that. I I feel like it wasn't terrible. It was a little heavy on the Oilers, probably a little light on the Islanders. I think you could argue the number one. I mean, you could make the argument that that 85 Oilers team wasn't even their best team, that they had that they had uh, one or two others in as part of the dynasty that were better. Yeah, Gretzky, yeah, Gretzky said that team two years yeah. later was better. So, I mean, that's... So, good job, but, fans. But, you know, it's it's close. And, I mean, God knows, this this was the least disastrous thing that anyone has voted on in the last in the last year. This this was uh <laughs> i feel like we we all dodged a bullet on this one i'm 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 grading on a curve but i'm uh i'm okay with uh yeah two red wings teams made it and of course nobody from before the late 70s canadians but that's uh, yeah if you're doing a fan vote i i think going back 40 years is about the best you can best you can hope for so i was okay yeah. with it it was I, like, yeah like it doesn't i mean like it's it's annoying to see that the penguins are that high just because that's just what fans think about those, those those Penguins teams from back then. But right, there's no there's no contract bonuses that are dependent right. on this. You know what I mean? Like there's like 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 the like the you know Mike Crucial Niski isn't going to get screwed out of a bonus because one of his teams wasn't in the top ten. It's I fine. wonder if the it's fans fine. asked if they could split their vote. <laughs> could we have like the seventy seven Habs and the eighty three Islanders? Would that be possible? No. Uh, pick, make a choice. Make a choice, people. Just pick it. Pick, Pick a guy. guy. Oh, man. Stop hedging. But also that 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 was that was the other thing too about the the, the pregame four stuff was they had like a press conference with Gretzky and Coffee and then of course as you would completely expect to happen during a press conference like that at at seven o'clock one hour before the game is Charles Barkley just rolls into the press yes. conference and is like hey what's going on I'm Charles Barkley I can do whatever I want I can just come over here and sit down and talk who's got questions and suddenly game four became like Charles Barkley yeah. night he was on all the intermission shows he was because he was everywhere and of course hockey fans love more than anyone who's oh, not God. a hockey fan being uncritically positive about hockey like when he like he, he actually said the words when he actually said the words I don't know if he just said the same thing with Scott Oak on in CBC but on the on NBC he actually said the NBA playoffs have been bad the Stanley Cup playoffs have been great and you could just you could just hear millions of people ejaculate in front of their in front of their in front of their TVs because the famous basketball guy said basketball stinks hockey rules he is liking their sport please yep. is what he's doing uh, which pretty, is fine yeah. you know I'm glad that he likes it I, I just I just hate that there's so much stock put into it I just wish it would be like but, oh but yeah here's, but here's cool. the other he thing, the that, thing that that's kind of weird right is that Charles Barkley gets up and says hockey's been better than the NBA. I like hockey, and everybody says that's great. Nashville Predator fans spent the last four or five days screaming, <laughs> "I like hockey!" by the thousands, not only in the arena but everywhere else around. And it feels like half the hockey world is like, eh, "Shut up, guys! You don't, you don't get to do that." You're, you're I, like, I don't even know what people are unhappy Shut about. But I'm seeing this backlash to. These Nashville fans. Well, it started. It started with that we 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 dug up old stuff and we found like old Canadian writers from like eight or nine years ago saying that Nashville is never going to be a hockey market. And now everyone's like, look how great right. Nashville is. So there was backlash to that. Then there was backlash to saying how great fans are. And then there was backlash to the backlash about yeah. the backlash of saying how fans are. Like, I don't and even now, know what level we're on. Now. We're like below the snow level in Inception at this point. Like we're 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 so far down that like time has stopped and like we can actually control the thoughts of people by whatever we say here. So if we agree with the first backlash, we'll get backlash to that. But if we agree with the second backlash, we'll get backlash to the backlash of the backlash. And like a lot of it's a lot of it's, down. it's, it's Pittsburgh, easy. which is kinda like really? You guys want to be throwing stones at you guys want to be playing the <laughs> you only became fans when your team was good? card like i like pittsburgh i yeah. mean pittsburgh's a good market now I, I i like their fans but like you guys were bankrupt and getting ready to move to kansas city like a decade ago so maybe maybe ease yeah. up like dashville didn't need a draft rigged in order to, for them to yeah. get a star player to stay where like they were, I, I do so. you know the the whole thing with nashville now where like i mean it's been an amazing story like there's no there's no taking away from from anything that's been going on and i'm, I'm so glad that we get a game six just so that we get kind of that one more game down there. I do find it a little weird that 
so many people are taking victory laps now. Like Nashville is is now an unquestioned established hockey market. Because there's always this thing where whenever you question any market, you immediately, like, it, it always gets pulled out, like, well, look at their track record of, of success and winning. And if they don't have a track record of winning, you can't judge them. Like, you can't, if you suggest that maybe the Florida Panthers are struggling, immediately somebody will be like, well, they haven't won a playoff series in 21 years. So what would you expect if you see, you know, coyotes, uh, you know, the, if, if you, you know, the blue jackets a few years ago, like somebody will always say like, you know, they hit the, you know, the Carolina hurricanes, Oh, should we move them? Well, they haven't been in the playoffs in eight years. So why would you think that, but this is, it's true at every sport though. Even like, even the Yankees, even the Yankees around here, like the Yankees the last handful of years haven't been that good. And you know, they, they, they went from being a 4 million like people a year attendance team a year to, you know, open yeah. seats behind home plate I, all the I think time, it's a fair so. point but it's it's kind of like all right if we're if we're going to do that then you can't turn around and say that the true judge of a market is when they're in the stanley cup final like you you can't sit there and say well if they're not winning we can't judge them but if they're if they're in the final that's the true value of the market because i mean if you need to be in the stanley cup final to be a great hockey market then that's probably right. not a great bit like i mean have you you've you've covered a bunch of finals have you ever been to one where you know the final two markets were not like oh wow these guys are really loud and there's lots of fans yeah right i mean uh, there's never i'm trying to think like of all the finals i've been to yeah like they're all they're all pretty pumped up there's always a party outside there's always a you know festival atmosphere inside especially especially but but the reason why i think the predators get a little more credit is they were coming home down 2-0 and usually there's like that feeling of like mm-hmm. doom when your team comes home down 2-0. Like I remember going out to LA when the Kings were up 2-0 on the Devils and like they they knew it was over. It was just this absolute celebratory atmosphere in the arena and they won game 3 and it was just a matter of when they clinched and everything. But like I give I give Nashville fans credit because like it, it would be very easy to have that doom and gloom vibe especially in, and I'm, and Pittsburgh scored first in game mm-hmm. 3 if I'm yep, correct. 2 minutes right? in. So. Yeah, so yeah. Tons of and, credit. And, Tons and of credit to, to Price and like, fans. To be clear, it's it's not like the Predators have been a lousy market for years, and this is the first year that they're they're getting any traction. Like they've they they've been pretty solid for for a few years now. I'm just saying, let's you know, let's wait a couple years when they've gone out in the second round a couple years in a row, and let's see how much of this sticks. Because maybe it maybe it all does. Like this could be you. This is could be exactly what we're hoping it is, which is a, the establishment of a new great hockey market that is going to stay that way for, for a long time. Uh, but you know, I, I remember 2006 when people were, you know, the Carolina hurricanes and people were like, this is the loudest building in the NHL. These fans are crazy. And it, it just, you know, yeah, the combination of the team not following up the success and you know, the, the, the organization, it just, it didn't really lead anywhere. But that's true of any market, like Chicago. I mean, everyone knows before 2008-9, the Chicago Blackhawks may have well not even existed in Chicago. They get Taves and Kane, they get Hosa, they go to the conference final, they win the cup, suddenly they're a hockey town again. There's, I think there's very, very few markets where you can be bad and still have a really good packed house, like Boston. And when you do, the fans get criticized for that, right? Like that's like the Leafs get that all the time. Well, this is why the Leafs are no good, because they sell out every night. Well, so you're kind of... You're kind of stuck either way, right? There's really no way to be a good hockey fan. Let's face it. No matter what you do, if you, if you show up late, you should have been there earlier. If you show up early and you you stay there when they're bad, you're dumb for being loyal. There's no way to win. The only good hockey fan on the planet is Charles Barkley. The rest of us are best. The rest best of us fan. Are garbage. By the way, did Scott Oak ask Barkley what he bet on that night? Because he for sure had money on that game. Yeah. I I, I want to know because like they they didn't ask him I on NBC. No, I, I I didn't see him ask that. But no. uh, yeah, he had he had the Preds for sure. He won money. What one other thing that I saw this week that just that just made me laugh that I want to mention was because uh, you know we're we're all caught up in the in the Stanley Cup final and and rightly so but the, we're like now two weeks away from the expansion draft like this is this thing is almost here in fact it starts expansion draft deadlines start on Monday like that's when the first round of buyouts and and stuff like that so like this thing is almost here and Pierre LeBrun had a tweeted out a report where he said that the the Vegas Golden Knights are going to start making trades soon, which 
Yeah, I, they have to. They're, they're, you, you can't do it all the day before. Like they, they've got to start getting some of these deals in place about who they're going to take or not take or whatever else. Uh, and he said they're going to start making the deal soon. They may actually have already started making deals, but they won't announce them because they don't want to overshadow the Stanley Cup final. Oh, that's, that's nice. That's sweet. <laughs> Which is like, yeah, like, thanks. Thanks, oh, George. Imagine thanks, that, George. Like, just, yeah, you you and me on the podcast, just like, hey, who, <laughs> who won game four last night? Ah, I don't know. I was too busy. Too, it was overshadowed by the Golden Knights acquiring a fourth round draft pick from the Columbus Blue Jackets <laughs> for future considerations. Oh, if only they... Although, although, it would be hilarious if, if George McPhee was, like, sitting on an Alex Ovechkin trade that he couldn't <laughs> that, tell anybody about for, like, yeah, four days. that would be good. Just, just driving drop him it, nuts. like, an hour before Game 7. There, there you go. Talk about Philip Forsberg now. Uh, welcome to Biscuits, Episode 32. Uh, we are heading towards a Game 7 here, but uh, right off the bat, we want to get Let's right to it. Uh, Six-round pick. Six-round pick of the Carolina Hurricanes going to the Vegas Golden Knights. And, and Sean, you tell me, tell me what you think they're going to get there in round 45 six. 45 minutes of analysis later. And then, oh, crap, right. Uh, <laughs> also, P.K. Subban broke his leg while scoring the Stanley Cup winning goal. <laughs> and, and, then, and then limped around Montreal yeah, to cup all night. With his, and, and with his, party with his mouth wash, which was somehow a story. I love that. I, like, imagine being a fan of another sport and like having, like, the one hockey fan in your office like did you hear about the crazy controversy that some hockey player like no what did he oh well, he, you know he got in this he he was mixing it up with the you know a star player on the other team yeah what did he did he attack him like did he get arrested did he go into the studio and like cut a record oh. like just tearing the guy no no even worse even no worse, worse than that. he walked into a building carrying some mouthwash <laughs> Like why? Why did he do? It? Well, it was like I mean, it was like a bad breath thing. Oh, so he said the other guy had bad breath. No, no, he said that he himself had bad breath, but attributed that comment to the other guy who denied having said that, and that was that was the controversy. Do you remember in basketball when I think it was Russell Westbrook had it said about him by Kevin Durant that like he just he he liked to take pictures or something like he was like a he was too into photography, and so he showed up to the he showed up to the arena. I'm probably getting this all wrong, but he showed up to the arena wearing like one of those like photographer <laughs> AP vests they wear yeah. on the sidelines. Like that's that, that like that's like I remember that like because that was funny. Like that's a good thing PK Subban mm-hmm. did. But like I saw Ray I saw Ray Ferraro on Twitter was mad that that was a thing like. Like, like seriously, like if you're if you're a casual fan or a hardcore fan, what do you want to hear about? Do you want to hear about constant updates involving Nick Benino's feet, or do you want to hear yeah. Sidney Crosby deny that he said that PK yeah, Subban has bad Because people were like, "Why are we covering?" It's like we're we're covering everything, guys. Like it's yeah, it's the final. Like, there's kind of there's people there cheering out like six or seven stories a day. Like they're they're going to they're going to kind of talk about the weird fun stuff and yeah. also the important stuff like it's- like like arpin arpin basu from nhl.com last night wrote an entire story about a save like like that's what they do at the cup final like you focus on the you focus on the interesting awesome thing that happened and then you just go into it full bore and then you you like i don't i just i just uh, one one day one day we are going to figure this out and we're going to solve hockey and it's going to start with getting the old people who hate fun stuff out of the game in every way and i don't know how we're going to do it i haven't figured that part out yet but it's going to start with it's going to start with expansion draft news on 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 the next podcast where we where we, we yeah. break down every single trade George We're George McPhee made a four hour episode. Uh, all right, let's let's do some questions because we gotta we got we, we gotta clear the room here. We, we got we got to get out of here on time today. I don't want to get I don't want to get yelled at by anybody. So um, somebody asked this question and I can't find it, but the question generally was, "What did you make of Evgeny Malkin coming off the ice after Game Three and kind of flinching at the fan with his stick?" That didn't. I mean, it was like it was a flinch. Yeah, he didn't. He wasn't going to hit exactly. him. It wasn't one of these things where, you know, somebody had to grab him or, you know, like it was a fake, you know, <laughs> made you made you flinch type thing you would do to your little brother. That didn't that didn't bother me. That's all it was. Yeah, me neither. I don't I, like 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 that being blown up into a story would annoy me. PK Subban having said Sidney Crosby has bad breath. No. H A I S H A H like like Chris Farley in uh, Happy Gilmore when he said or in Billy Madison when he says piece of H is that how you pronounce that H I don't know um, she wants to know if you can do NHL players as DC superheroes slash villains so DC is the DC is the shitty comic books like like uh, the Joker Batman 
the boomerang guy in Suicide Squad, Wonder Woman. What do you got? I got, you got I'm anything not for this? a comic book guy, so I don't. Hmm. Yeah. Why'd you pick DC? DC's, DC's, DC? the, the, the DC's, DC's the bad ones that people don't like. Yeah, DC's yeah. the one where Ben Affleck's Batman, and he says that if Superman, Superman is also a DC. Superman. So Superman's obviously Jake Gensel because Clearly. he can just do whatever he wants at any time and completely control the world. Uh, the Joker. Hmm. Boring. Talks too much. Doesn't really get anything done. Ryan Kessler. How about Ryan Kessler for the right. Joker? There that you works. go. Yeah. There you That's go. There's a couple answers. Uh, yeah. Sorry if I pronounced your name wrong. No, that's not a good question. Uh, nope, that's not a good question. Uh, nope, that's not a good <laughs> question either. Uh, all right, Michael Tyler wants to know, if you bumped into Gary Bettman on the street, what would you do if you just encountered him somewhere? Like you're, you're waiting for your coffee yeah. at Starbucks and you're both standing there waiting for the coffee. Would you, what would you say to him? What would you, what would you talk to him I about? People always ask this about like you know, Gary Bettman or other people. Like, what would you do if you were like you know like they expect the answer to be like I would punch him, I would tackle him, and like I, <laughs> I would go to probably jail. Just go like, oh, is that Gary Bettman? And then go about my day. But uh, I guess if you had a chance to talk, I I would just want to know like where he gets his fan feedback from. That would be my one question that I've always been curious to ask. But yes. it, because you know. Being in the media, I actually could probably find a way to ask him that if I wanted to. So the whole running into him in the street thing is not as, not quite as big a deal. Wade Gulliver goes by Darth Wade on Twitter. Uh, he has two Vegas questions. The first one is, what is the over-under on the number of side deals? Yeah. So I guess that's like those those blackmail bribery deals. I don't think there's going to be as many as you think. I'll say four. Yeah, I'd say higher than that. I don't know what the exact number is, but I feel yeah. like if George McPhee's smart, he's going to he's going to work a few of these. But uh, yeah, I'd, I'd go over four, but uh, I maybe set it at like six or so. All right. And he wants to know if a zombie apocalypse starts in Vegas, does it stay in Vegas? Get ah, because yes. whatever happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not looking. Devils in the like, details. Like when the like the knights start trading players or like guys leave as free agents and everybody's just like apparently oh yeah things don't stay in oh, vegas God. because how about that justin bieber tweet last night where he's like about i don't have a favorite sports team i just like good sports even though i don't understand yeah. them like which is fine but like man i saw so many quote tweets of that tweet with same that's me i'm bieber too like yeah i get it we're, we we all we all want to make the yes. same joke sometimes it's fine uh, Devils in the Details says, will this Stanley Cup run mean Nashville will be a team we see on national television more? I hope so, yeah. They should, they should be. They should Maybe. be. I mean, I guess you never... To- I don't... Yeah. Yeah, no, It's it's got to be. At least, it, at least a little bit more. You got to... I mean, it can't all just based on market size and ratings. Like, you got to market your team. This is something the NFL does well, right? Like, the NFL had, like, its best player for a decade in Indianapolis. So, they didn't... They, right. they found a way to get Indianapolis <laughs> to be, uh, you know, to be a good market. And San Jose was on NBC a little bit more often this year when they went to the Cup final last year. So, yeah. I think you could do it. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it, it was fun. It was funny too because during the game last night, they were Doc Emmerich was just kind of rambling like he does, and he kind of accidentally pointed out that NBC wasn't at a game in Nashville all season. And I was like, wow, that's true. They weren't at a, they weren't at a, not even one. Well, I guess Doc wasn't at any games. Maybe there was one game they were at. But uh, I'll say the Predators are on TV at least on NBC or NBCSN at least five times next year. Uh, Derek Barger. I don't know how to pronounce anyone's name. I have a weird last name, and yet I've never really figured out how to pronounce other people's last names. Uh, he wants to know, if you could trade one NBC broadcaster for Charles Barkley, do you trade Roenick? Pierre Maguire or Mike Milbury? See, I don't watch a lot of NBC, so wow. this is more your wheelhouse. I don't understand why people don't like Ronick. I don't like. I know it's, it's eh. it feels a little bit like a shtick, but I mean, he's one of the few guys, few hockey players who's ever had any kind of personality. Like, like he's good when he's like not even. I wouldn't say he's good, but he's better when he's like out in yeah. the field doing shtick as opposed to like standing there and over. giving like coherent analysis. Anytime I, I could be on Pierre doesn't annoy me as much as he seems to annoy everyone else. Wow, that's amazing. Is that your pacemaker? Yeah, that's you okay? my phone. I actually got to take this, guys. Give me two minutes. <laughs> 
Well, that's all the time we have for today. Thanks for reading. Thanks for being loyal, loyal readers to the podcast. We will probably, almost definitely, be back at the usual uh, Friday time next week because game six is... Actually, we could be back at a different time, but probably not. I don't know. Who the heck knows? It's a podcast. It could show up at any time because game six is Sunday and then game seven is Wednesday. So if it goes seven, we'll be back at the usual time. If it goes shorter, who the heck knows? It's a life is a mystery, and it's full of very, very many rich surprises around the corners, and we may be behind one of those corners at some point. Uh, go onto the websites that we write for, including vice.com slash sports. Is that the thing? I don't know. Slash Dave Lozo? I have no idea. And uh, go find the stuff that I write and the stuff Sean writes and – Thanks to Tim Barnes, who's going on vacation. He's going to California. He's going to go out there and not think about hockey podcasts or any podcasts at all for a good solid week. Good for him. And uh, how about you, Sean? You excited for this? Who's who's winning the series? By the way, should we at least say um, that? Before you know we go? what? I'm um, I'm sticking with Nashville. I I I picked them at the start, and I was I was doing a thing this morning, and somebody asked me how does how do the Penguins get back on track. And I was like, I'm not convinced the Penguins have been on track yet in this series. Like, they, <laughs> I feel like this is this, yeah. this series is closer than we think to being, if not over, being like a three-one Nashville lead. So it's uh, you know, I, it, it's no sure thing, but I'm I'm leaning Nashville. And yeah, then by the next time people hear our voices, we will know, and the season will be over. This is our last podcast, our last mid-season podcast. For this year. All right. I'll stick with Penguins in seven because I don't want to change, even though I should, but whatever. So uh, go on the, go on the iTunes and leave us some ratings and stuff because that makes us look better as, as we always talk about. It's all about, it's all about the screenshot. It's all about letting you know where we get ranked as high as we get during the week because it makes us look good and makes our bosses want to give us money and stuff. And that's what we like. So thanks for that. And uh, yeah, keep the questions coming. Good questions this week. And sorry if I mispronounced your name. Bye-bye. See ya. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.